Hello and welcome to the Attacking 2 podcast with me, your host Andy Martin and my fellow host Jimmy Funnel. We will be talking about the Premier League round number 7 where Manchester United lost to West Ham 3-1 and Jose Mourinho seems to be under pressure as the manager of the Red Devils. Also many more action in the Premier League. With that being said, there's one question remaining to be answered. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. And we start with Manchester United. They lost 3-1 against West Ham. Um, obviously, a dreadful performance of the Red Devils went behind. Um, then Marcus Rashford came back with a goal and um, just a few minutes later, Marko Nortovic uh, netted for the Hammers to make it 3-1. Jimmy, what do you read out of this performance? Oh, it was thoroughly enjoyable. I mean, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, objectively speaking, it's, uh, it was a terrible performance by the whole of Manchester United's team and one must say overall that's a team, or it looks like a team that isn't playing for the manager anymore. I mean, bloody hell. It's, one, one can discuss on many of the goals. I mean, the first one, Zabaleta, uh, he, he, he was off. When he played, I think the play was onside. You have to give him the benefit of the doubt there. Great finish by Philippe Anderson. People have been saying he's been pretty average. This season, I, I thought it was been great, mm-hmm. and he showed that against United. But uh, I mean, what epitomises Manchester United this season is that third goal. How easy was it to find Anatovic through the middle and score that third goal? That that was that was that was pathetic. It really was. I I, I as a United fan, I'd be genuinely concerned. I, I don't know. There's no shape. There's no no style. They don't. They don't seem to know their their best lineup, or the manager doesn't. They're not playing for the manager anymore. Sanchez is, wasn't even on the bench. Uh, pff, it's a shambles. Um, it's really hard to find a thing that is right at the moment in, in Manchester United's lineup. Um, a statistic I've seen was that uh, Manchester United did the least sprints on the weekends. Only a third of the sprints Liverpool did in, in Chelsea's game, which was the team that sprinted the most. They only did, uh, I think, 53, um, which is uh, even more pathetic if you take into consideration that they were behind in that game and they should be chasing the game and put more effort in. But they actually did um, the opposing thing. And you also hear um, voices out of the camp of Jose Mourinho saying, um, there's a problem with players going on, like um, talking about Marshall, Pogba and Lukaku, namely. Um, and I think that's a point of no return. We know this fine well as Chelsea fans. Once Mourinho starts to singling out players and starts to um, do the whole thing of rumours going on, who is doing what and who's not behaving right and... Um, well, I I I, sh- I should be setting the tone, and no players should be. There is a point reached where you can't back Jose anymore because there's simply no way they will find a common ground anymore. The players and him, 
So uh, I, I don't know what they are waiting for, Manchester United. Maybe only the the right deal to to get across with with Zidane because I can't see uh, Jose Mourinho um, succeeding up there. Well, yeah, I don't know if a managerial change will be the promised land they think it might bring them, but you know, it's it's the it's the short term solution more or less just you know it's not working when new manager comes in it gives them a lift normally uh, but you know it didn't work with with uh, David Moyes it didn't work with Louis van Gaal why would it work now when they sack Mourinho I mean they can afford sacking him I'm sure they don't want what? to but I think they can but you know it's <laughs> I give you two reasons Jimmy uh, and, and, and I like Jose that's that's something you know. But um, what I really have to say is, is, is two things. Well, firstly, um, Jose Mourinho was a great manager, and I'm saying was, because at the time when he was successful in his Porto days, his first Chelsea spell, also at Inter, um, it was a time of football prior to, let's say, the, the Guardiola days. So um, what it was, basically, was that you come up against the team and you out-tactic them and uh, always um, play another type of football depending on the opposition. And that's what Jose Mourinho ultimately is good at and what what he still does. Um, he hasn't changed with the time and he hasn't moved on. Real Madrid and Guardiola was Barcelona. He was always second favourite in the El Clasico and uh, he ultimately found um, an opponent that he wasn't he wasn't uh, capable of of dealing with anymore because Guardiola implemented that style and what you can tell now, ten years later, is that almost every manager that is successful as of today, um, they have that strategy. They have a plan a plan A and they stick to the plan mm. A and make plan A better. And Jose Mourinho is a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, and <laughs> no plan seems to work these days. And I think there is stubborn that he won't change his tactics anymore. And I think his tactics are outdated. That's that's number one. And secondly, if you have Mourinho with his antics and his uh, third season syndrome, you can tell uh, once he's singling out players, there's no coming back. He has never there's never been a coming back, and uh, because of that, I think you have to pull the trigger. You have to say, all right, Jose, there is no way we are going to succeed with you. Um, if Manchester United fires him and gets someone else in, whoever that might be, it is not a guaranteed success. But there is no nothing worse to have Jose Mourinho steering that ship one season uh, again and again and again. And they're going nowhere. So it is... From, from my belief, an easy decision to make for Manchester United, sack Mourinho and, um, yeah, start from scratch. Well, we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. But, you know, one team that is on the up is Arsenal. And they have had more luck than Manchester United. They have been playing far better than compared to the initially in the season. And they won 2-0 against Watford. What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it was uh, an, an interesting fixture because Watford 
I was kind of thinking maybe they can go back to winning ways because they they have played good games uh, and didn't deserve to draw points in the in their recent fixtures. But um, Arsenal found it difficult to break them down. But it it all comes down to um, waiting and keeping and keep trying. And ultimately, they were um, at the end honoured <laughs> to to have that that own goal from from Cathcart. Um, which made it easy then for the second goal. Everything opened up. Ozil scores his sec, uh, scored his second of the season and obviously the second game of this game. Um, which made it, yeah, it's a 2-0, the fifth win of Arsenal in a row. And they start to rather look decent now, uh, as if, as in, yeah, keeping this, the, the second uh, clean sheet of the season. Um, I think it's everything the fans want at this stage. You'd expect that. I mean, they have been solving quite a few of their problems, uh, at least in midfield and at top. Lacazette has started firing again. He is a guy I'd kill for at Chelsea. Definitely, we already talked about that yesterday. Um, the midfield pairing of Chak and Torreira is working far more, far better for Emery and Arsenal than when he was using Guendouzi or any of the other options. Uh, defensively, they're still suspect. I mean, Watford came to a lot of chances. And actually, one can argue, I, I, I wouldn't understand if someone said, you know, they, they deserved actually a draw, Watford. Mm. But, um, yeah, the, apart from that defence, uh, Arsenal's main problem is that for some reason, very Wengerish of him. Um, Unai Emery seems to just continually use Ozil and Rams in the same lineup. That doesn't work, if you ask me. I mean, Ozil on that right, it didn't work at Madrid. It hasn't worked at Arsenal. For, and the Wenger isn't working under Emery now. Uh, they have to get that sorted out. Otherwise, you know, it's just clogging things up. Ozil is far a far better superior uh, playmaker than Ramsey, so he has to start out at 10. Mm, I, I do agree with that. Um, as, but for me, in, in my opinion, I, I can't be really fast. So as, as long as they keep on playing them together, uh, we have a good chance of finish, finishing above them. Uh, and also, ultimately, oh, yeah. I think if, even if they sort it out, we should be far superior to their side and and maybe edged with with 10 points or more this season because Arsenal let's be real come on well, we Arsenal, have to be careful is, there. they have yeah, a striker functioning on fire striker who's actually elite I must confess and they have still a Bamiang yeah I would not write them off if they get the defensive woes sorted that midfield isn't too bad uh pfft. That attack is fantastic, one of the best in the Prem. So I, 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 but I, I won't write them off. Talking like for like, if we if we're speaking about the players, how many Arsenal players would get would get in the Chelsea team? Other than the strikers, I don't see a single player. Oh, oh, I would. Uh, you know, some might not agree with this, but I'd take Monreal over Alonso because he's an attacky contributes well and he's defensively quite sound and um, yeah I, I, I definitely I would, I would take Monreal as well in attack well 
Depends because they play a different system. They play with four two three one and four three three. We need different things uh, in that midfield. But yeah, okay, I get your point with that. But still, I wouldn't write them off because as a cohesive unit, they are dangerous. And that's not something I can say of someone another team. That's Tottenham, uh, who did win against Huddersfield, but not. In a very convincing fashion, they did. But at, at the same time, we always say every week you can only beat what's in front of you. And even though they have worries, and Harry Kane looks completely off the boil, um, he gets one ball in across from from um, from Trippier. He rises above everyone else, nuts it in, 1-0, steps up for the penalty. We know he can score from the spots, 2-0, business done. And that's all, all he has to do. It's his, already his, uh, goals number four and five this season. Um, that's only one less, uh, than, than Eden Hazard. And we think he is the best player, certainly in England at the moment. So, uh, they are doing everything right because, um, I think they will get into gear slowly but surely and once they do they can be they can be serious challenges because it is only four points that they are away from uh, obviously uh, the leaders in Manchester City at the moment. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I hmm. at first I really did think that uh Tottenham will be far better than they have been this season but you know they they have the players to come back. But uh, I don't know. It's it's very tough to say because off the ball, yeah, I guess Harry Kane is off the ball. It's just they're very high standards for him uh, over the past few seasons. He's just been so phenomenal that you expect him to be fantastic, and he's done it on such a consistent basis. I mean, compare that to Mo Salah, who had that one World Class season, and now you know seeing how he's only human. But Harry Kane has shown it for a long time that he's just the best strike in the world, possibly. Uh, or at least centre-forward, uh, out-and-out centre-forward. Um, I think one should be careful. He, he, They will still pose a threat, a bigger threat than one might expect. But Arsenal is actually ahead of them, I think, at the moment, because the team's just working better. Uh, yeah, but the, the game itself, I mean, could have gone either way if Huddersfield would have actually taken some of the chances. I mean, they had more possession. They were more combative than, than Spurs. Tough, but I, I do believe Huddersfield will be going down. I mean, these are these kind of games that last season they would have drawn with mm. a good performance against the big ones, but this season it's just not working out for them. Deportra... Uh, I think that's how you pronounce him. He won one having one shot go off the post. So we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, Tottenham's on the up again as well. So even more important that we win against Tottenham next weekend. Mm. Yeah. Let's continue with Man City, eh? Uh, not? I mean, Manchester City always within the shout of the best performance of the weekend. Um, 2 0. It is a good performance. Um, everything they had to do against Brighton, early goal with Raheem Sterling, Aguero scoring again, 
as uh, one expects. Um, and it is also a, a fair result for, for, for Brighton, uh, which is a decent side. Um, you can't expect to, to go to Manchester and uh, get something. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think it's a, it's, it's a pretty straightforward straightforward game that was um, talking about maybe uh, uh, Sinchenko at left back was, was a surprise for you. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. But otherwise, it was, it was, you know, pretty obvious what, who was going to start. I mean, Man City completely destroyed Brighton. And I, I like Brighton a lot. I love Chris Hewton. He's a great coach. Um, and I do believe Brighton will stay up. They, they have the quality. But, you know, Man City, 80% possession, 93% pass success, and 28 shots over. I mean, 28 to 4 just shows how superior they were to Brighton in that game. And they are the real contenders for this title, aren't they? Even before Liverpool. And, and let me ask you, Jimmy, because um, we always say, um, of course, you need a striker, which they have in Aguero. And when you look to the bench, they have Jesus as well. But you're winning the title in defence most of the times. And they have four brilliant centre-backs. If you had to pick two to start uh, for Manchester City... Which with uh, with which pairing would you go for? Ah, uh, well, that I mean, we had this chat last week with Calvin mm. uh, when we talked about Stones. Um, I actually believe uh, I hold Stones in high regard than Otamendi, but Laporta is one that has to play. I don't rate Company anymore. He he was one of the best centre backs there was um, a few years back. No no doubt. But, uh, you know, the injuries have taken a toll on him. And I do believe Laporte and, Ottoman, uh, Laporte and Stone sorry, are their best centre-back pairing. You? Um, I would agree, but maybe under one condition. Um, I think they're very similar, actually. So they they are both players to look out to to play a pass a pass from the back. And that is obviously beneficial to a system that Manchester City plays. But you maybe want to have the classical uh, two centre backs, the Warrior and let's say the Royce Royce type, the Vidic next to mm. the Ferdinand. And uh, in that regard, Laporte next to Otamendi might be a fair shout as well. But it obviously depends on the opposition. So if you if you play Brighton, for instance, and you 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 expect to have seventy, eighty plus percent um, possession, then um, you can you can easily go for Laporte and uh, Stones. Yeah, I get but what you're saying. Maybe in the tougher yeah. games, you you need someone to to bollock the shit out of the opponent. So <laughs> also, yeah, I, so with someone yeah. to do that. I uh, no, I, I agree with you, but the thing is even in the tough games they play like this. That's that's the key difference. Maybe only against Liverpool that they may might want that pairing, but I think you, they can play Laporte Stones against any one of that top six bar Liverpool, even against us. Uh because they are uh, I mean, if you think of the community shield, that was still early days, but they they are still several steps ahead of us. And I think they are still several steps ahead of Liverpool. That one draw that they had against Wolverhampton has kind of distorted people's opinion of them. Oh, they're not as good as they were last season. These, this, Liverpool, uh, this Man City team is absolutely elite. 
Liverpool has more to sort out than they do, and they'll walk to the title eventually. I, I, I'm I'm absolutely certain of that. And well, um, they, you know, they have Aguero, Sterling's playing really well. Sané's gotten better again. I mean, we we talked with Kevin about that that he had these initial woes, but he, he's he's great. You know, I, I don't I don't think that they won't win that title. They will. And it's actually frightening when you when you're reading that Kevin De Bruyne is back again. So oh yeah, mm. it's 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 another one of these players where we just say I would dream we had him on our team and yeah. sadly enough Jose fucked it up for us. So um, thanks Jose. <laughs> oh, he he's on the chop center in 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 a week. So yeah, <laughs> no, nothing to be bitter about here. Um, Another team that surprised me that weekend was uh, Everton, winning 3-0, which wasn't a, a fair result in that game because Fulham played far better than it, it looks like by by the scoreline. Uh, Sigurdsson getting, getting a brace. And, yeah, overall, it seems like that all the problems we've discussed on the previous podcast with Calvin about Everton... Uh, seems seems to slowly fade away. Oh, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the game. Um, that was one of the only ones I didn't. Uh, but the thing is, they might have won against Fulham, and Fulham haven't been bad this season, but they're not that good. Uh, they have some, had some star performers, but they played with a different uh, lineup. The normal. They played the four four two or four four one one, which was weird to me, kind of, because I know them only as a four three three team. Um, Sigurdsson just had a great performance, no doubt. But you know, Calvert Lewin was okay, wasn't really really good, and that defense still is dodgy. Davis didn't have a good game either, I think. Um, there are still those issues, evident. They might not be uh, as obvious against Fulham but you know whoever they play against next that will be a different mm. thing altogether so you know convincing performance but I wouldn't read too much into it and maybe talking about Fulham um, they are actually the team that is uh, most of the times on the receiving end when it comes to goals at 16 already that's as much as, as Cardiff and um, Huddersfield have received in 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 goals. Mm. Um, I think they lack a Premier League class centre back. They they pretty much took um, took the, the the standard players from the Championship with them and yeah. added Alfie Mawson, who was relegated with Swansea. So they might have to spend in in January. Well, actually, Mawson's a, a pretty decent centre back. You know, for that kind of uh, position in the table, I'm not quite sure why he didn't play or why he isn't playing. Um, but I, 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 I agree that that centre back pairing is not Premier League material. The same as with, for example, um, Cardiff. Uh, if you look up front, you know, Mitrovic, Schürrle, Seri, Sessegnon, Vieto, Anguissa, those six players. In the front, that midfield and that attack, that is at least mid-table in that top frame. half for me. It is top yeah. half. they they are fantastic. Fosu Menza isn't a bad right back, um, but the rest, meh. 
And the goalkeeper, you know, they got in two new goalkeepers, two new Spaniards. One from, I think, Sergio Rico from, what was it? Was it Valencia, who was really good? And they're playing Bettinelli. I mean, I think it's nice that they're sticking to him, but why buy two new goalkeepers if you're going to stick to the championship-level goalkeeper? It makes no sense. I'm not sure how much... A season ago, we were about to buy him as a as a third goalkeeper for Chelsea or something. Yeah, yeah, I can remember Talking that. Talking about levels true. here, yeah. It's um, not more than that. Another team that is um, <laughs> at the bottom of the league and doesn't look like winning anytime soon is uh, Newcastle. What are they going to do uh, with Rafa Benitez? I think Rafa Benitez is... is the only man who can't be blamed, but surely you have to to reconsider the managerial position at some point if you do it again and again in losing at home in in, in a fashion they did once again this week. I mean, it looked a little bit better. They had some uh, chances uh, which they didn't take, and they had actually a penalty not given to them, which I thought that it was one, but... Um, Ultimately, Leicester wasn't wasn't too big of a side for them. I, I I honestly wouldn't say Benitez. They are not going to get a better manager than Benitez. And it, as you said, it's not his fault at this time. The players are just shocking, partially. I mean, you know, the the Lachelle's, uh affair at the start of the season, because he, if I'm not mistaken, he did want to. Uh, force a move more or less and they had a row with Benitez I mean on 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 the paper on paper Leicester is of course uh, a better side than Newcastle there's no doubt about that they have more individual quality and uh, Madison had once again a, a good game so you know he's proving me wrong um but if you look at that Newcastle side, and I have to say Kennedy didn't have the best of games, unfortunately. Um, they 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 lack the individual qualities. Not as bad as, for example, uh, you know Cardiff or Huddersfield, but yeah, uh, agree, Jimmy. That at least, and and that's my criticism of of Rafa Benitez. You have to have a go at home. You, you can't be sitting back and, and then in the post-match interview complain about, I don't have the quality of players to to attack any team because we well, will we'll get opened up. Well, it, of course. Does he? I mean, look, look well, just a little bit. try. Even I mean, it, yeah. well, that's, not, that's not Benitez. He never has been. He wasn't at Chelsea, wasn't at, um, at Liverpool. It's not his style of play. I mean, the thing is, for his style of play, he could make uh, that Newcastle team a fantastic team. A fantastic side. I, I'm sure Benitez would be fantastic for Newcastle if they had the players. But for his brand of football, that they they need more quality. And in attack, I mean, come on, Joselu was crap for Frankfurt. I can remember him there. And he's he's not better, any better here. He occasionally scores. Muto was good for Mainz, but, you know... Takes a lot to acclimatise to, you know, get used to the the um, prem. Uh, Murphy's, you know, gone the level up. But where's Rondon? Is he injured or something? That's he a good a question. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, that, but you know, Rondon isn't the kind of player that uh, gets you a 
you know, 10 plus goals a season. But he's... he can make something happen on, on, on his own. That's oh, yeah. I, I regard him as a, as a Benitez player. Yeah, no, definitely. But, you know, if you look at that team, he can lay it off, but who's going to score? Perez is the only player where you say, oh, he might score, but that's about it. On the, you know, Matt Ritchie's not really any any quality. Shelby, you know, one time he plays well and one time he doesn't. He can score a cracker from distance, but, you know, it doesn't happen that often. Atsu is, I don't rate Atsu already since his Chelsea days. Kennedy, you know, playing rear left back, he won't be scoring. So where do you get those goals? I mean, don't take anything away from Leicester City's uh, performance. They played well, but Newcastle, I, I hope, I don't like Newcastle, I really don't, but I do still hope that they stay up because for bat Benitez, I know a lot of Chelsea fans give him a lot of stick and I, I, I'm not saying that what he said about Chelsea and Chelsea fans in, you know, Back in the day, was something that I think is a good thing. But he was a very decent coach here. He won us a European Cup, and he's generally not a bad guy. <laughs> oh, he deserves better. I, 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 I have to say, he really does deserve better, and we'll have to wait and see how it turns out. But mm-hmm. yeah, that I mean, if you, you compare, for example, Newcastle, I mean, they didn't. Uh, get promoted this season but you know you prepare you compare the other promoted teams to Wolves now if we turn mm. to that game bloody hell that's a team that will be staying in the Premier League this season don't you think of course of course I, I see them top table um I won't be surprised to see them maybe slipping at the table at some point and then have a have a having a rough time maybe uh, around Christmas but um, I think <laughs> I have to remind myself week per week that they are a promoted side. They are maybe the, the best promoted side I've ever seen in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, not only result-wise, but also quality-wise. And uh, I really, they are good on the eye. I like to, to watch them play. Um, the only criticism, and that is really a criticism, you, you shouldn't be uh, putting against a team that was just recently promoted but I, I do because I think they have um, they have I think they they, they, want, they uh, want to to progress on and maybe become a top six team in the next five years or so because they have the resources and I think what they have to improve on is to score earlier it takes them too many chances and it seems like in this week and the week before it takes them 80 minutes to then stick one in the back of the net and then it, it, it seems to, to go their way. But what if you're unlucky and um, let's say that ball and, and you go 1-0 behind, they won't uh, take a point then from that game. And I think once they, they, they play a bit um, an opposition that is more matured uh, as a team as Southampton, uh, they are also in for a struggle. But fair play to them. Brilliant performance this weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, that midfield is looking like absolute quality. Neves and Martino is being fantastic. Patricio's too... I mean, with all the respect to Wolves, but Patricio's too good for them. That goalkeeper could just as well go to... Well, 
Yeah, in all honesty, he, he could have gone to us, if you ask me. I mean, I rate him that highly. A lot won't agree with that, but Everton, for example, I mean, they have Pickford, but that's the kind of team where I say he could have gone there. In Italy, he could have gone to one of the big teams, not to a promoted side in England. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's maybe the only thing that Nuno uh, wants to address, namely that they score... Well, score early that they take their chances, but you know, I I I also think they'll you know, tenth, tenth, something like tenth, they'll end up, and for South, you know, coming to Southampton. Oh wait, one more thing: if Traore would have an end product, then that he might be one of the best players around because he, you know, dribble wise and technique wise, he he's. On par with Eden Hazard, nearly. He he's ridiculously fast he's, and skillful. He, uh, he cannot shoot a barn door. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's only a, a pace merchant. Technique-wise, the only thing he does is uh, ten meters, or, or what? He he puts the, the ball in front of him, and he just sprints after it. And there's there's just no way of holding him back. Um, if it works, one on one on one. Uh, he's not. He's not. Not nowhere near the technical quality of Hazard. But obviously, his his take on rate is is extremely high. I think it's it's higher than even Hazard's because that's the only thing he's doing. He's not really a, a player who likes to in the interplay. He wants the the, the fast the fast forward track of play. Mm. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. And he did cause um, Sutton. Uh, problems once he came on. I mean, there, it was a game with a lot of chances. And Danny Ings looks to be quite a good signing for them. But, you know, with Mark Hughes at the helm, I can't see Southampton uh, having a, a good campaign. I think they'll struggle. Maybe they'll end up getting relegated to that third side next to, you know, South uh, Southampton, uh, Huddersfield and Cardiff. But maybe not. I mean, they have, once again, the individual quality to not go down. I mean, Hoiberg is a Bayern youth product who played there a bit. He played at Schalke. Lemoner from Juventus. Vestergaard from the Bundesliga. I mean, Bertrand, we know Bertrand's. They, they ha- Nathan Redmond has been in contention for an England spot as well. So, you know, they, they have... The quality, the indi- well, individual quality, not compared to the big sides, but you know, to stay up, not get relegated, they should have enough quality. Mm. Um, well, switching from a actually very good game to maybe the poorest game of the season, uh, which was Cardiff City against Burnley, uh, where Cardiff City <laughs> had actually they had chances in that game, quite a few, but it just didn't take it, take them. And Burnley scored from two shots, their two goals, and came away with a win away at Wales. In Wales, yeah, yeah. Mm. That, 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 that. I mean, in Wales, it's never, never easy. One must say. And uh, playing away at Cardiff was certainly not an easy game for them. But generally, I can't not. There's not one team in that Premier League where I'd say he he isn't the favourite to beat Cardiff at that moment. I just don't rate them at all. They have no quality in that squad whatsoever. Maybe the only one being Murphy. And that's it. 
They they did shoot against that post. It, I know they they played well in that first half, but you know that's how it's going to be the rest of the season. Then they're not going to stay up. And Neil Warnock is a a good championship coach, but that's it. Absolutely, and the the defending on that first goal was shocking. It really was. Efrid could have done better, and um, yeah, it's not much more to say there from my point of view. Um, for my one either. Um, talking about the last game of the weekend, just the Monday game, just finished. Um, Bournemouth beating uh, Crystal Palace two to one. Um, Bournemouth, I think they haven't lost a home game this season. That's uh, impressive. Hmm. They 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 looking they looking rather decent, and they sit in seventh now. Um, only um two points behind Tottenham in top four. Yeah, I mean, if you if you think about it, they didn't play badly against us either. If we're honest, I mean, they they give us a good run for our money for a long time of the game, uh, for large periods of the game, but um. Generally, I would have nevertheless suspected that Palace would edge it. Uh, they have Zaha. They, you know, they they have a they have good players in that team. Um, but Ake had a fantastic performance. Great for to see that for him uh, from him. Um, Will Callum Wilson. I mean, if he go continues to play like that, I, I'm not sure how. Gareth Southgate cannot call him up for at least a friendly. Mm. Um, who knows? In November, to use the same argument as the the Troy Deeney argument, he doesn't fit the system because he. I, I think Wilson is a is a different player to um, to Deeney for once. Oh yeah, completely. And also, he is he's way younger, so he has a future for the national side. I'd hope so. You know, he's he's a he's got a good character. He's a good player. Just has to get into that England side once, and I think then he can get back in. Um, Max Meyer, what 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 do you? Uh, that was just interesting because I know your opinion on Max Meyer. What what did you think of him? Well, uh, average game of him. I think okay, uh, he has uh, one or two good passes in him. And sometimes you think, oh, he looks the part. Does he? Does he now start to really become the player he was once regarded to be? He's one of the winners of the uh, Fritz Walter Medal, who is um, given to to the best under 19s player in every um, year in the German uh, youth system. Mm. But uh, I still think he's he's a rotten character, and he's not someone who. Uh, who can actually step up when when it is needed, and he doesn't deliver to the standards his wages would uh, would tell that he that he can be. So he's. I, I think they've they've made a wrong move for him. I don't think he's worth his money. Well, we'll have to wait and see about that. It'll be interesting to have a look at his development there. Um, yeah. Otherwise, Zaha the quiet game, more or less. I would have expected more from him. Um, well, that, I think that that's about it. What you can say to that game, it wasn't the most enticing one. I, I to be honest, I also didn't see that because it just happened. Uh, only occasionally 
tuned in. Uh, didn't see the whole game. But, you know, Bur- Bur- Burnley, sorry, Bournemouth, they're a good side. And I'd expect them to do well. Eddie Howe's more or less got that team playing the way we have uh, gotten to know them. So we'll have to wait and see how where they end up. Uh, they have fierce competition with Everton, uh, Leicester and Wolverhampton and the like. So be interesting. A really good Premier League season. Yes, and I think that concludes us also for that week. Um, yeah, check out all the other podcasts if you haven't listened to them. Check out our, our interview uh, we've done um, with Mark Kastner. Um, considering all the, the games between Liverpool and Chelsea, namely the two of them. <laughs> and yeah, we will be back next week. Keep listening and subscribing to our channel. Um, it is The Attacking 2. Follow us on Twitter and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>